Hello, and welcome back to Living Your Best Life in Sparta, Insights for Lifelong Health and Wellness. I am your host, Shaniqua Good, and I am so excited to have my co-host and co-member of the Campus Wellness Committee, Dr. Kathleen Thomas. Hi, Dr. Thomas. Well, hello. Good afternoon. How are you today? I'm well. How about yourself? I am thrilled to be here. Thank you, Ms. Good. I appreciate it. Yes, I am so excited to have you here. Um, I had mentioned to them on a previous, well, our first podcast that a little bit about the Campus Wellness Committee and our efforts of promoting everything health and wellness throughout the campus. I'm more so wanting to target the faculty and staff across campus too. So I wanted you to kind of speak about your experience on the Campus Wellness Committee and your role and expertise that you bring. Okay, great. Well, I was fortunate to be involved with this Campus Wellness Committee kind of from the inception, as you were, I believe. Um, I tend to teach a lot of the yoga here on campus, Mm -hmm. and I have done a couple of mindfulness sessions, and so um, Ms. Good and I can talk back and forth on that a little bit as well. So um, that was kind of where my role came into play. I am a certified exercise physiologist, and I'm a certified athletic trainer, so I come from an injury prevention and rehabilitation background from my original profession. Mm -hmm. Um, So I teach in our exercise science program here, and being that it's uh, February and it's heart month, yes. in addition to Black History Month, yes. um, that was when we discussed my coming in and maybe talking about how to help our heart be healthier. Absolutely, absolutely. Which brings me to the topic of our podcast today, which is heart healthy cardiovascular fitness tips. So we're going to learn some fitness tips today, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so first, I wanted to kind of talk about what is cardiovascular fitness? Oh, okay. So cardiovascular fitness, um, the two words combined, cardio being heart, <laughs> vascular being the blood flow. Okay. We can also refer to it as cardiorespiratory. So you'll see it kind of both ways. Okay. And respiratory, of course, being the lungs. So it's, it's trying to improve the heart and lung cap- capacity. Um, we know that it changes uh, along the lifespan. Um, as we get older, we do less of that. We mm-hmm. breathe harder, <laughs> less frequently, or let me rephrase that. We intentionally breathe harder, less frequently. We may breathe harder because we ain't doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we do know that we lose that capacity um, to bring in oxygen. Oxygen fuels every single cell in our body. Mm-hmm. So the more oxygen we can bring in, which is what cardiorespiratory or cardiovascular exercise does for us, Mm -hmm. the better every part of our body functions, and in particular, our brains. Very good point. So taking the stairs at 10 may be totally different from taking the stairs at 80 years old. Correct. Got it. And at 80 years old, we have to intend, make it intentionally take those stairs. Absolutely. As opposed to at 10, they do it because they're stairs. I remember being excited about (laughs) stairs. So... Absolutely. So let's discuss some factors to consider when we're beginning cardiovascular fitness. What are some things that we should consider? Okay. So when we first talked about this, and I kind of threw a whole bunch of acronyms your way. Yes. (laughs) So one of the principles, we have a couple of principles in our field of exercise science and exercise physiology that we utilize that kind of help it make it a little bit easier to understand. So one of the main principles that you can use, if you can remember the acronym, acronym FIT, and it's F-I-T with an extra T. Okay. So Mm F-I-T-T. The F stands for frequency. 
So that means how many times per week do you exercise? Mm -hmm. So the American College of Sports Medicine and the, the Centers for Disease Control recommend really every day some type of light exercise, a, a, you know, light to moderate exercise, mm -hmm. um, walking, you know, lightly type of thing. But we also look at um, intentional exercise, which might be three to four times per week, mm -hmm. um, maybe 30 to 40 minutes each exercise session. Okay. okay. So that's our frequency. So that's the F for the fit. Okay. Then we have intensity, and that's mm. how hard we work, right? Um, we have, when we walk and we're talking on the phone and we're just strolling and chilling, mm -hmm. we're probably not getting our heart rate up. Now, it's better than sitting in our car and getting from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. So that's that everyday type of exercise. But we look at trying to get our heart rate up to about 60% of our maximum. Now, how do we know that? Well, if we, we want to be able to talk with somebody. Okay somewhat comfortably but we shouldn't be able to be singing an opera right okay so we should be working hard enough so that we can talk to somebody because we're you know we can but but we should be able to have some our heart rate should get up a little bit higher lots of people wear fitbits yes mm -hmm. i have a garment on myself so that's one way to monitor that as well okay um so you don't necessarily have to sweat, but you should be feeling a little bit, you know, it should be a little bit of vigorous and brisk kind of a walk, even if it is. Okay. So that's the I in the intensity. Time, how long? Mm. Well, we already kind of hit that, right? So mm -hmm. if we do some light stuff every day, that's a CDC and American College of Sports Medicine. It's usually like 150 minutes is kind of the recommended for moderate to vigorous exercise. So 150 minutes. Okay. <clears throat> over the week of a, a you know, over the week. So is that equating to about 15 minutes a day of some type of exercise? Correct. Okay. Or if we're doing a little more vigorous, more intentional, where mm -hmm. we're going to a gym, then we'd look at maybe 30 minutes. We do know that it takes about 20 minutes to kind of get oxygen. Uh, we get the, we have this oxygen de oxygen deficit. I'm not going to get into that, but okay. for us to kind of neutralize and and um, kind of become a little bit more regular okay. in our breathing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 20 minutes or so is when we start kind of kicking into the cardiorespiratory things. So. Okay. Um, and then the last T is for type, <clears throat> which mm -hmm. we might even segue into our next question about mm -hmm. the, so the time is 30 minutes uh, for vigorous exercise or at least 15 minutes, 150 minutes per week. Type cardiovascular exercise mm -hmm. that would be your walking if you like to run that would be your running mm -hmm. cycling <clears throat> excuse me the cycling would be we talk about that it's easier to kind of maintain it on a stationary bike but mm -hmm. if you're like me and you don't like to sit in your sweat um, riding outside with mm -hmm. the wind trying to get that sweat off of you mm -hmm. but try to to keep the cycling more of a continuous as opposed to stopping and coasting you know you want to be pedaling most of that time that Good you're doing point. it um and swimming if you and that would be more of your lap swimming if you get into the pool and you're just like floating not really swimming right okay. I mean, it's fun and it's a great stress reduction mm -hmm. and we can do that with some mindfulness intent mm -hmm. but um it, it's not going to increase the heart rate that's going to help improve the fitness level of our heart okay. and our lungs um the other type and we would use that same fit principle would be our resistance training Ah, 
Okay, so for for the record, cardio is the running, the swimming, the cycling. Something we do continuously for okay. 15, 20 minutes or longer. Okay. okay. So our resistance training, there's a lot of ways we can do that too. We can use it just our own body weight, right? That's mm-hmm. better than nothing. So we can do squats. Um, when I was a young mother, my husband was deployed. I was away from family and friends, mm-hmm. and I had two small children, and I was a wreck if I didn't get exercise. And so I would use my children. Okay. I would put my son, who at the time was five, so he was weighing 50 pounds or so. Mm-hmm. I'd put him on my shoulders, and I'd do squats. Wow. And then I'd put my daughter, who was one to two at the time, so she was she was a little chunky, so she was maybe 30, 25 to 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. I'd put her on my legs, and I'd do kind of leg extension type things for abdominal work. Mm. So because we, so, we have our kids doesn't mean we can't do something. Mm-hmm. And they loved it, man, when they'd be going up and down, and I'd put my daughter on my shoulders and and do lunges mm-hmm. and the, the up and down motion they'd giggle right do it again mommy oh, no four sets <laughs> is enough it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so those are some ways that we can do resistance our own body weight using our children mm-hmm. <laughs> if you feel comfortable um so in, including them because that's a big thing in all cultures right sure. is is starting them young mm-hmm. that's where it starts mm-hmm. right um and uh or we can actually use weights. I actually taught a class for the Navy one time, a fitness class, mm-hmm. and we used soup cans as our resistance. Ah. And it was, you know, it was a cheap way. I wouldn't have wanted to eat that food. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we'd hand out soup cans to everybody mm-hmm. and we would do resistance type of exercises using that, you know, for just a low resistance weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, there's the dumbbells and the squats. So what would be the difference with that? Well, let's look at our F. We would do that maybe a couple times a week. Okay. Right? As opposed to the three to four times a week. So mm-hmm. we want to kind of incorporate that in. Um, our I, our intensity, would still be kind of the same. Here's my, th- my thing on weight training. You want to do at least eight repetitions for most of us. There are some that are going to want to do, you know, powerlifting. That's a whole other topic. Mm-hmm. We could talk on that in itself but i'm just talking just basic fitness trying to be stronger maintain our muscle mass because that's something we lose when we get older as well sure and so um you know two to two to three times a week our intensity level we can do at least eight Mm -hmm. but don't stand there and do 30 Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you can do 30 of them, use a little more resistance. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got it. We're busy people. And that's one of the big constraints with exercise in general. Absolutely. I don't have the time, mm-hmm. but we sit at the, and I'm as guilty, we sit in, in, in our recliner after work for three hours and watch TV. Right. But yet we don't have 20 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. But if we can maximize what we're doing, that's going to be helpful. So that's the intensity. Eight to 12 repetitions, which is a one- Two, okay. Know, my arm comes up and down once, twice, that type of thing. Nice. Um, our frequency, intensity, our time, you know, uh, maybe 20, 30 minutes. So okay. As far as that. And then uh, I mentioned the different types. So you can use body weight, you know, push-ups, sit-ups, mm-hmm. just body weight squats. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of people that do that every morning, you know, and they're, they're usually pretty fit pull-ups. If you have a pull-up bar, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Awesome. Children, 
<laughs> yes. Yes. And you brought up a very good point of how busy we are. Um, we have a work day. We have family life. We have social life. We try to fit in some self-care time. So what are some lunch break friendly um exercises that we can do during the work day. Yeah, I know that's a great point because that's, I mean, and we're so, most of us are in sedentary positions anymore. Absolutely. I mean, we've gone from an agrarian long ago mm-hmm. to heavy industrialized to now everybody's on a computer. So first thing I would recommend is, provided there's nothing pressing, get up out of your chair and just walk down the hallway. Mm. You know, get a drink of water. Mm-hmm. Go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. If Take a long way around to go use the restroom, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. So it's not going to be long, but it's still going to get your mind a little clearer because mm-hmm. there's also that, right? Why people run miles and miles, people that love to run, is that they can get into, they can get into the mode of running mm-hmm. and get out of their head. It kind of clears their mind. Absolutely. So we can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason we can't push our chairs aside and do those body weight exercises. Okay. You know, just stand up, squat down stand up squat down mm-hmm. you know get those quadriceps moving get those calves moving a little bit mm-hmm. get the rear end going a little bit tighten that up a little bit mm-hmm. more um, we could just bring our arms up over our head and do some nice deep breathing but just that action that's a muscular action bringing our arms all the way up over our head okay. so those types of things and how about stretching that stretching ah, that was when yeah. I was gonna, and then then we our our third type would be a little bit of flexibility that we want to try ah, and add in. Mm-hmm. That's one, in my opinion, you know, there is some period, you know, there's a pyramid for everything, right? Okay. There's a, as Abraham Maslow's self-actualization period. Yes. There's the food pyramid, mm-hmm. right? And there is also an exercise pyramid. And in exercise, the flexibility piece, they say at least two times a week. But you don't have to do a 20-minute flexibility session. If you Mm -hmm. want to do a 30-minute or one-hour yoga session, let me know. I'll be happy to help you with that. (laughs) But you can just exercise and stretch while you're sitting on the two hours of watching your favorite TV show. Mm -hmm. Get on the floor. Stretch out a little bit. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just really, really simple. Um, And there's a lot of research that indicates that increasing our our flexibility will increase our mobility and in fact those two terms aren't the same but they do get interchanged a lot Mm -hmm. but we do know that flexibility does add to mobility nice which means we can move a little bit more we can bend down and pick things up off the floor and not feel so stiff (laughs) something that i mean i was doing this research project while i was getting my dissertation here in in norfolk and there was a gentleman it was with individuals with diabetes there was this Mm -hmm. gentleman that had played football for virginia tech in the 60s so it was older individuals Mm -hmm. now they're about my age now but this was a few years ago um and this i asked them all because i was you know 30 something or 40 i asked them all to get down onto the floor Mm -hmm. and this guy had been a lineman so he was already big in in college Mm -hmm. and now he's got diabetes he's pretty overweight oh my goodness, he like threw himself on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh. And, and uh, what I realized is he did not have that mobility to even get down on the floor and he had grandchildren. So mm-hmm. that, I mean, and, and that, the fact that he had grandchildren, doesn't everybody say, oh, I'd like to be able to get on the floor Absolutely. and play with my grandchildren, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and then I was like, oh, I, I'm so sorry. And I, you know, by his name, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. I didn't even realize. And he said, no, it's okay. 
I need to do this. So for like three, for like the first week, he was like launching himself. I mean, it was, it was extreme. <laughs> okay. And then he'd use the wall to stand up. Wow. But then after a week or so of doing these exercises, and then I would have, because this was like three days a week, mm-hmm. and then I would ha- give them, you know, do these on your own. These are some things that you can do on your own. He was able to not launch he was still wasn't like getting down as mm-hmm. smoothly as i was mm-hmm. per se for instance but it was he some was, progress it was he made some progress so That's that flexibility is going to allow us to get onto the floor and play with our children and or our grandchildren nice, nice and it just will help with you know pain i mean after you exercise if you're not exercising regularly mm-hmm. you're going to be sore mm-hmm. and that's okay and i think um some people may use that as an excuse yes. to not complete more exercises, but some pain is going to be expected. Correct. Not excruciating pain, oh, but yeah, some no. discomfort. Yes. But you're able to push past that, <clears throat> keep your regimen going, and it should improve. Correct. In okay. fact, I will put this caveat out there. You might see we have what's called DOMS. It's delayed onset muscle soreness. Okay. And we'll usually get that within 24 to 48 hours after exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second day is usually the worst. If it, particularly if you haven't exercised or even if you've changed it. I'm a pretty regular exerciser and there's sometimes I'll add a little more weight to a squat rack and the next day using the bathroom is not pleasant. Sure. <laughs> it's like my legs are killing me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, do I really have to squat again? Um, why can't I be a man? No. <laughs> um, so, uh, but if it goes beyond 72 hours, which is like three or four days, okay. then you might want to kind of readjust what you're doing and rethink how how hard you work the next time you do it okay and maybe and light stretching will actually help that a little bit awesome okay and so um i wanted to chat with you about the evms and nsu collaboration for health disparities so could you talk with us a little bit about that um is this the formalized collaboration oh you said that well because we actually have myself and a couple of my colleagues have a fitness um, a physical activity study that we're doing with EVMS. Okay, so feel free um, to talk about that. And we are recruiting actively now, and we have some advertising on this wonderful WNSB Hot 91.9 mm-hmm. in the mornings at 6 a.m., I think at noon. I'm not up at 6 a.m., um, but <laughs> during commute times. And we're recruiting um, African-American women who are claim to be obese and mm-hmm. have not been very active so they're more sedentary what do we mean by sedentary well we mean if you haven't done any um coordinated regular mm-hmm. exercise for three months or more okay um and you know if you go for a walk one day and then you don't go for two more weeks that's not considered mm-hmm. active and exercising mm-hmm. so we're really excited about that Okay. Um, to try and improve, we're actually doing it in a tiered fashion. So we're, re- recru- we're recruiting now, mm-hmm. um, and we're um, doing it in a tiered fashion. So we're going to be doing the exercise portion here on campus okay. in the Brambleton Center, which is kind of where our lab um, equipment is housed for the Department of Health, Physical Education, Exercise Science. Okay. And if anybody wants to come and see our synthetic cadavers, you're more than welcome. <laughs> um, and... They're going to do our. They're going to do three days a week of mm-hmm. exercise there. They're all going to get a Fitbit, and th- so that they can start monitoring how much activity they're doing over a week. Mm-hmm. We're going to try and start out since they've been sedentary. We're probably not going to have them do 150 minutes a mm-hmm. week, but maybe 75 a week, 
and they're going to do that for 12 weeks working with our students three days a week and then we're going to kind of taper it a little bit to get them to come in in two days a week and then they'll do something virtual our students are going to do an exercise session we'll we'll put it into a a folder that they can access okay. and they can watch that one day a week mm-hmm. and then we're going to taper it again one day a week in in-house two days a week virtually many people don't exercise mm-hmm. because they don't feel comfortable with it they mm-hmm. don't know enough about it mm-hmm. so the intent of this particular project is to not only improve their physical activity levels mm-hmm. but also hopefully make them feel more knowledgeable about exercise Okay. And if we don't know something, we don't do it. Right. Right? <clears throat> I don't know anything about cooking very much. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I don't cook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, okay. so that's the intent of this. Were you looking for more participants for we this study? Ta- we would want to have a total of 40, which means we probably would like to have at least 100 recruited. Okay. Because then there's a process that they go through, screening process. Okay. And should they contact you? Um, they could contact me there. I should have brought the number. I should have brought the flyer. Um, but okay. there is, a, it, it would be Eastern Virginia Medical School through their diabetes. So um, their diabetes center. Nice. So Streetlit's Diabetes Center. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Thomas, for being my co-host on our podcast. I hope that you all were able to have some takeaways from today's show, um, have some tidbits, uh, some things that you can do during the workday to increase the flow of the heart, if you will, the blood flow, I should say. But thank you for tuning in to Living Your Best Life in Sparta, Insights for Lifelong Health and Wellness. I am your host, Janiqua Good, and remember to take a moment to self-care. This edition of Insights for Lifelong Health and Wellness is brought to you by the Norfolk State University Campus Wellness Committee and produced by the Center for Public Health Initiative at Norfolk State University.